Yo, what's up everybody? It's Parker here and in today's episode what I thought I'd do is go ahead and talk about your perceptions that you have about anxiety. The way that you guys label it, the way that you kind of judge it, how you view it in your world and in your reality, okay? Because what I've been noticing is that many, many people struggling with this, in particular, social anxiety are completely mislabeling their anxiety. And it's actually keeping you more and more stuck into this dreaded anxiety cycle. And it's very, very hard to come out of it when you are looking at anxiety in the wrong way and from the wrong angle. So in this video, in this episode, I'm going to show you a couple new angles that you can start looking at your anxiety with some new lenses that's going to really help you start to build the founding blocks and your foundations of how you can start to escape this and find freedom from it. So let's go ahead and jump into this episode where you change your perception of anxiety. So the first thing to understand here, guys, is anxiety is a massive, massive paradox. One of the biggest paradoxes that exists in our world today. So what does that even mean? Like, what does it even mean to, for something to be a paradox? Well, when it comes to anxiety, this is simply what it means. We want to get away from anxiety. We want it out of our lives. We don't want it to be there, right? Is that the general consensus here? Everybody watching this video obviously does not want anxiety to exist in your life. However, the actions that you do because of this statement, because of wanting to get rid of anxiety, the actions and the responses that you take end up making it a paradox. Why? Why is this? Well, this is the most blanket statement that you could probably hear right now, but the more that you try to get rid of anxiety, the more it is going to come upon you in like brutal, brutal effort, brutal, brutal force. The more that you resist, it is going to persist. So that's great to understand. Like, yes, you kind of have a basis that like, yeah, the more that I try to resist my anxiety, the more I try to get rid of it. Yeah, I understand that it's going to come back um, stronger and, you know, I'm going to feel it even more. I'm going to have more and more symptoms. I'm going to experience all this nonsense in my life, uh, this overthinking, this overanalyzing, whatever it may be specifically for you, I'm going to be experiencing it more. But like, how do I get rid of anxiety? Like, how do I actually get rid of it? And so that's the thinking that we need to actually change. Because the more that you are trying to get rid of it, the more that you hate it, the more you are going to experience it. So how do we combat this major, major issue? This is the like, this statement right here, anxiety is a paradox. This is why we are all struggling. And so the next couple points that I'm going to be making is this change of perception. And it's how you're going to maneuver around this massive paradox. So let's go ahead and jump into this. So the first thing that I want you to understand is the maze. Okay, what is the maze of anxiety? If you're looking at the screen now, you can actually go ahead and try to get through this maze. If you're just listening, that's totally fine. You don't have to look at this image at all. But I want you to take like a second, maybe try to go through this maze, see if you can get out. Okay, I'll give you like five seconds because it's very small. But what you're going to notice is that there's actually only one opening. Okay, there's not two. I put like a little block on the other one to edit it out, showing you that there's actually absolutely no way out of anxiety. There's no way out of this maze. Okay, why is that important? Because people end up going through this and when you start to like realize, oh shit, Parker, like what he's been talking about, yeah, I think there actually is a way out of anxiety. I could find freedom. This isn't a life sentence. You start to play the game. Okay, the game meaning the maze. And then you realize that as you go through, you go twist and turn and try to make it out 
there's absolutely no escaping it. Why? Like, why is there no escaping this maze? Why did I block it? The reason is because there's no way to actually get out. The only way to win this game, to get out of this maze, is to stop playing. Okay, the way that you stop playing is so backwards, it's the paradox where you have to stop trying to get rid of it. And so the next key points I'm going to be making is going to be showing you how you can start wrapping your mind around and making the correct responses and actions of quitting the game, of finally escaping the quote-unquote matrix. So right here, this is an image called, this is like the Troxler effect, okay? You guys have probably seen images like this before. If you're just listening, it's basically there's a crosshair in the middle and then there's a bunch of surrounding colors. What I want you to do is look at the crosshair in the middle of this image, okay? Just look at it, place your attention on there and try to see what happens, okay? If you look at it for around 10 seconds, you're going to start to notice something very, very strange. Okay, you've probably done this before, but what you're going to begin to notice is that the colors, guys, they're going to start disappearing. Okay, the more and more that you place your attention and your focus on the middle of this crosshair. Okay, the colors, they're just starting to turn white, just like the rest of this screen. However, now what I want you to go ahead and do is look at the colors individually, whether you pick the yellow, the pink, the blue, whatever the hell you want to pick. Look at those colors, and what I want you to do right now is try to get rid of them. So place your attention on one of the colors, if it's yellow or if it's blue, and I want you to look at it, place your focus on it, and try to get rid of the colors. What you are going to notice as you look more and more and more, and you place your attention harder and harder and harder on the colors, is that they are not disappearing nearly as easy as it was when you were just looking at the crosshair. Now, why is this? The reason, and you know, this is called the Troxler effect. You guys have probably done this many times before, but the reason that you're not actually able to get rid of the colors is because you are placing your attention on them. And the more that you place your attention on something, the more that you place your focus on something, the harder it is to get rid of. So look at your own life right now. Whenever you're experiencing anxiety, whenever you have symptoms that you start to notice, what are you doing? Like, what's your first response? I really want you to think about this. Are you trying to get rid of it? Because 99% of the time, this is exactly what we're doing. We notice our symptom. We notice whatever it may be, overthinking, overanalyzing, feeling like we're not good enough, feeling like people are going to get bored of us, running out of things to stay. Whatever your specific unique symptom is to you that falls under the threshold of anxiety, what we end up doing is placing our attention on it. We notice it and we try to get rid of it. But just like this image here standing before you shows you is that the more that you place your attention on this anxiety, these symptoms, the more they're going to stay. Why? Because anxiety is a paradox. What you resist is going to continue to persist. So how are we going to start looking at our anxiety? How are we going to start changing our perception so that instead of looking at the colors, placing our attention on it, because it's it's pretty hard, goddamn hard to not notice, how are we going to start looking at the crosshair instead so that the colors, quote unquote, like the anxiety, can start to disappear? That's what I'm going to be showing you in these next two ideas. So it's kind of cool. So first of all, it's the monster, okay? So this is one way that you can look at your anxiety. I don't want you to label it as a monster, but this is just like a metaphor that you can keep in the back of your head. So what I wrote down here is the monster, it knows 
that you cannot beat it. Okay, this is a very, very important thing to understand here. Okay, what I'm telling you right now is you cannot beat anxiety, just like the maze. The only way to beat the maze, the only way to beat anxiety is to stop playing. Why is that? Okay, the monster knows that you can't beat it. So what it does is it sits back. It's I like to imagine in like a little lawn chair, chilling, sitting back, watching you, laughing. It enjoys the show. It's eating its popcorn. It's watching you suffer. Okay, it gets off on you trying to fight it because universally this monster is OP. Okay, it's on God mode and it <laughs> it does not lose. It does not lose. So, the more that you fight it, the more it enjoys being with you. The more it enjoys your presence. It gets off on you fighting it. It gets off on you suffering. Okay? Very, very important. Now, the moment that you realize, okay, and we talked about this in the last episode. So if you haven't seen the last episode after this video, make sure you check that one out because I told you the mechanics of anxiety, like why it's actually there. So the moment that you realize that anxiety is not life-threatening, right? You understand the mechanics of anxiety. It's not life-threatening. It's simply perceived danger. It's present discomfort. What you can do is you can start allowing the anxiety to happen, to be there because there's absolutely nothing that you can do. There's no technique. There's nothing that is going to help you because the more techniques that you try to put on your anxiety, the more you're just trying to fight it. You're trying to get rid of it. You're trying to avoid it, but what you resist persists, okay? You're placing more and more attention on it. So the anxiety monster, when you realize that it's present discomfort and you allow it to be there, the anxiety monster can no longer have its fun because you're not reacting to it. You're not trying to get rid of it. The symptom becomes absolutely irrelevant to you, okay? Very, very important key understandings right here. Compared to the monster that's getting off on your suffering, it's enjoying being around you. Once you start to be like, look, dude, I I'm cool with you. Like, I don't have any, I don't have any beef with you. Okay, let's let's put it into those types of words right now. Dude, I don't have any beef with you. You're there. I acknowledge you. It's okay. You're you're irrelevant. Like, I understand that in my past, I've had a lot of like bad shit happen to me because of you. But look, I forgive you. The anxiety monster hates that because you're no longer struggling with it. It knows it can be everybody. So instead of being with you, it's just going to scurry off. It's going to go fly away and torment some other absolutely innocent soul. Okay. Because you are not fighting with it anymore and it can't have its fun. <laughs> this monster can be literally anybody, anybody. And so the only way to win the maze, to win the game, to beat anxiety to make it irrelevant, to say that I acknowledge you, you're okay to be there, I forgive you, let's carry on with my day. Now, it's easier said than done. Obviously, there's many, many videos that I'm going to be talking about in the future, showing you how to start acknowledging and accepting and allowing the anxiety to be there. I've done a lot of videos in the past, but this is very, very important to like kind of label it as, okay, it's, it's a cool little understanding and metaphor. Now, how should you look at anxiety now? What should you label it as? What should this anxiety, like what should your perceptions be? This is where you change your relationship with anxiety. So I want you to ask yourself right now, how much do you hate anxiety? 
because the more that you hate it, the more that you are going to continue to experience it. It's a paradox. Remember, that's the definition of the paradox. Like, ask yourself right now, how much do you hate your anxiety? More, and you can even throw this in, how much do you hate your anxiety compared to how much you love being free from it? How much you love having flowing conversations and beautiful and great connections and relationships and friendships and opportunities and visiting places and seeing and traveling and doing all this cool shit? Do you hate your anxiety more than you love doing that? Because if so, there's a weird dynamic going on and we absolutely need to change it. How? Okay, what perception do you need to start putting on? Well, like what worldview do you need to have about anxiety? This is going to be a little controversial. This is going to be like, you're going to be pissed at me for saying this. And it's going to sound weird. But anxiety needs to start being viewed like your friend. Okay, it's so backwards, it's so strange, but the minute that we can start viewing it as a friend, that's when the anxiety is going to be like, shit, this guy's this person, they're not fighting me anymore, I'm not having my fun, I'm going to go scurry off to find the next person. Okay, but I'm going to show you like a couple of things right here in these bullet points of how you can actually start labeling your anxiety that I think is going to give you a lot of relief. I know it gave me when I was really experiencing this and I was uh, going through the hell that you know we're, we're all kind of accustomed to. So the first thing is you can name your anxiety. Name your anxiety, give it a little name, whatever you want. Why do you want to do this? Because if we can start viewing anxiety almost like a little buddy, just a little sidekick, a little friend tagging along your journey, it's going to start helping you. By doing this and having like your little buddy named Scott chilling next to you, this little buddy it's going to help start taking the blame and the frustration off of yourself. And also, you're going to be able to start separating yourself from anxiety. Because far too often, one of the hangups and one of the big blocks that you have to overcome when you're fighting with this is truly believing that anxiety is like an illness, that anxiety is you, which is absolutely not. We need to start separating this. And by making it this little buddy and actually physically naming it, it's going to be much easier to separate those two things. Because no, anxiety is not you. You can get out of this. This isn't a life sentence. So when you look at it as just like a little buddy, you start to understand, just like from the last video, guys, anxiety, it's only there to help keep you safe. That's it. It's not really trying to harm you in any way. It's not trying to give you all these awful physical symptoms and what if thoughts and intrusive thoughts and negative emotions. It's not there to do that. It's there to keep you safe. It thinks that you are in a life-threatening situation that is going to kill you. So it's giving you excess adrenaline through your nervous system so that you can get the hell out of there, escape, and have all of the function that you possibly could have to get out of this shitty environment, right? This life-threatening environment. When in reality, you are not in a life-threatening environment. You just perceive it to be so, okay? So this little buddy is actually your friend. It's trying to keep you safe. When you are in a life-threatening situation, you're going to damn well want it to be there, okay? You just need to teach your buddy when it's appropriate to protect you and when it's not. Right now, your little buddy it's like straight out the it's like straight out the box. Okay, it's a brand new little buddy <laughs> that you're hanging with. It needs to be trained. It's like a little puppy dog. Okay, it needs to be trained of when to actually protect you because right now it's protecting you at inappropriate times. It's protecting you 
in social situations, in social environments, when you're one-on-one -on -one with people in group settings, whatever it is specifically to you, it's trying to protect you. All you have to start doing is training it on when it's appropriate to protect you. And the reason that you continue to build up this little buddy into, into like making it the monster is because when you're in these social environments, in these social situations, too many people are trying to get rid of it. You're trying to escape the anxiety. You're trying to escape the situation. You're trying to put a technique to make it go away. And all you're doing is proving and showing your nervous system that you are scared, that you're in fear, that you want, don't want to be in this environment right now. And so by doing so, it's going to give you more adrenaline. It's going to give you even more. The fight or flight or the freeze response is going to kick in and then it's just going to heighten and exaggerate all of your symptoms. We need to start training our anxiety and looking at it like this little buddy, our little Scott over here, name it however you want to, and showing it when it's actually appropriate to start giving us the anxiety and most importantly, when it's inappropriate. When you're, when you're supposed to be having fun and doing cool shit with your friends, important people, business connections, relationships, that's when we don't want little buddy to butt in. So... That was how to start changing your perception of anxiety. If you want to learn more about this, guys, you can go ahead and join my Facebook group. I just made a new book that you can watch, or I mean, you can read. I made a video like reading it along with you so you can get as much out of it as possible. But yeah, that's it for me today, guys. Join the Facebook group. You'll get my new book and I'm excited to start putting out more content. See you next time.